I was taking Greek. It was the only class I took that semester. And um, I wanted to pour all my heart into Greek to understand it because I knew there was some depth. I knew there were some riches in studying the original languages, and I really wanted to get it. And um, I'd had some encounters with God in late of December of 18 that just absolutely left me in awe of God. And that continued on to 19. And in that semester, in the spring of 2019, actually it was the fall of 2019, um, this guy popped up on my playlist I was listening to Misty Edwards, Matthew Holbert had just told me about Misty Edwards, and I was like, oh my gosh, like this, just the words that she has is like, it's so prophetic and so deep. And these were words that, I mean, that she was, had written, you know, 10, 15 years prior, but it was just so rich and so relevant for my life. And, and I still believe they're relevant now. And I finished her album, and uh, this guy's name popped up as like, we recommend this on Apple Music. This guy's name was Rick Pino. And I asked the Lord, do you want me to listen to this album? And he says, I want you to drink from what I've put inside him. I'm taking Greek, and the word Pino in Greek means to drink. So he was speaking to me in Greek. It was pretty cool, actually. So I knew, I knew there was something more, and I got stuck on this one album. You know, it's called The Narrow Road, which is what I believe my life is called to be. I believe all of our lives is called to be a life that walks down the narrow road continuously. And I just, I listened to this album over and over and over again. I just put music in my ears after I got done abiding and just lay on the couch in the office and just listen and just drink these things that God was putting in Rick Pino. And in that, in that, the Lord says, you are, he told me that I was going to meet Rick Pino and that he was going to be here in this city. So I was like, Lord, if that's what you're saying, then I'm open to whatever you want to say, whatever you want to do. So back in 2021, um, there was an event at the seminary and little, lo and behold, guess who was leading worship? Rick Pino. So I was like, all right, Lord, because the Lord said I was going to meet him. Well, the guy that was putting on this, this thing came to me and says, hey, I, could you help me out? Could you give Rick Pino, he had no clue any of this stuff was going on. He said, could you give Rick Pino a ride back to the airport in Louisville on, on Saturday morning? And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, yes, you know. So here I am picking Rick Pino up at Asbury Inn and Suites. Not, he doesn't have a clue who I am, you know, of course. And I know his songs and I've, I've listened. He just has a heart for worship and bringing people into, into, I would say, the throne room of God and teaching worship leaders how to worship. So he puts on all these clinics. He doesn't even like go and, you know, to these seminars or put on these big things. He just calls the worshipers together and, and they just come and worship and he teaches them, you know, how to come in contact with God and how to make God known in worship, because that's why we're here is to worship God. Not just here, but when we go out of here is to worship. Everything about us should be worship. 
And I started sharing with Rick Pino this story, and he's just like, this guy's crazy. Probably, he's probably thinking that whole thing. But we just started talking and just, you know, the things of, that were in his heart. You know, I'm here, I'm having these conversations. What was behind this song? What was behind this song? And, and then tonight, the second song that was played was by Rick Pino. And he talked about a river coming down. Listen to the sound. Listen to the sound. Listen to the sound of the river coming down. I can't tell you how many dreams I've had of this place being flooded with the love of God, flooded with his spirit, him kicking over the water tower and flooding this, this whole city that finally Wilmore came to the end of religion and Jesus was reigning and ruling from his throne. We were seeing him for who he was. And right after that, I remember I was walking to the seminary one day and I dropped my headphones. I didn't know I dropped my headphones. And I was looking for my headphones. I couldn't find them in my bag. So I'm like, Lord, where are my headphones? And he's like, go back to the car. I go back to the car. My headphones are sitting on a water meter. And I was like, Lord, what are you saying? He says, listen for the sound of the water flowing from my spirit. So I say that to encourage y'all. Like, I, don't, I didn't know Uncle Tim put this whole thing together, but there's a sound there's a rhythm that comes from heaven. There's a sound that comes. And I have no clue what that sound may sound like, but I can tell you I've heard things in the spirit and I've heard, thing, heard things like real, like us talking. And it's so clear when he speaks. And we've been talking about this whole flood with Travis, you know, having this get ready for the flood, not to get caught like in a stream, but to, go, to get caught in the source of the flood to get caught in him and who he is. There's a sound and it's coming. And I just want to encourage you to press in, to remain in his word and let him open up your ears and open up your eyes to see who he is. Um, Uncle Tim, you want to come forth? It's rather daunting to be told to come forth. Um, I'm going to talk about several different things here. Before I do that, I wanted to share just a little bit. This is based on uh, Dave and I are sort of playing tag team here tonight because what you said uh, before the service really stuck out to me and um, being wanting to know all of the Lord, the full fullness of God. Um, I've been reading through a book very slowly <laughs> called Christ the Healer. And um, the last chapter that I read, and it talks about that very thing. And it's related to so many things. Um, until we are actually truly living in the fullness of the Lord and in the fullness of the Spirit, there's so many things that we miss. This is the way I put it. I miss because I'm not really tuned in totally to what's going on. And, um, you know, it's, it's, a lot of this is written right there in the Word. You know, and in the process of working through this book about Christ the healer, of course he's talking about physical, spiritual, emotional, all these different kinds of healing. And um, the 
at one point he asked the question, at what point are we going to believe what the word says? Well, that just sort of hit me over the head because it's right there. And he, he went on to quote chapter and, excuse me, verse after verse and promise after promise that if we truly are in his fullness and believe this, it is radically life-changing. And I had to stop and admit to myself, I'm not there. I don't know if any of us are. I don't actually, I don't know if it's even possible, really, short of this side of heaven. There's been one person that can do that, <laughs> Jesus. And, you know, I don't know if any of us, rest of us will ever get there, but we can always push further and deeper into his spirit. David talks about the flood and this is a theme that's been going a lot here recently, but this goes way back. Um, and we don't need to go into all of that right now. I just know that it is a very specific thing. And there's a flood coming, and the flood includes healing of every kind, of every kind. All of our needs are met in Jesus. The question to me comes down to this. How do you filter out the noise of all the other stuff? Because we believe the Lord has said we're going to be healed. We believe in healing. And we see these other things still happening, which Satan is yelling at us. Ha ha, no, that's not the case. Where's the faith? It has to be deep down inside of our hearts to say, yes, I am healed. Whether that, again, is physical, emotional, you name the kind of healing. We all have different kinds. So I just want to encourage you because we're on a journey. And we prayed this evening about the city here in Wilmore. And David's actually spoke into a lot of that already. But we, we need the Lord's healing in our city and personally. We need it personally so we can minister to the city. So we just need to give those things over to him and ask for the fullness and and seek and desire the fullness of God, the fullness of his spirit in our lives. So I just want to encourage you with that before I go on to these other things. So now we're going to have sort of a commercial for our home churches um, Travis wanted us just to tell you guys to reiterate to you what is actually going on with our home churches. There's some new things. There's some things that are continuing. And so, um, Paul, I'm going to ask you to go on and come up. Paul and Naomi are going to start a new group at their house, and I'll let him explain to you when that is and what's going on. Uh, thanks, Tim. So at least it's, we're still figuring a few things out, but the idea is to meet at, um, or actually we'd like to meet in Wilmore twice a month, and then either at our house or we'll do it over Zoom twice a month. Um, and so if anyone's interested in hosting in Wilmore, that'd be great. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to go through a book of the, uh, one of the letters, shorter letters in the New Testament each week. 
And so, you know, we'll read through all of Galatians in one sitting and, and then have some time talking about it and praying. Uh, and, you know, so any, anyway, that's the idea. And that, that way we can get, you know, kind of a picture of the a whole letter all at once and, you know, what that would have been like to sit through hearing it read or, or whatever. Um, so, so anyway, so let me know if you have any questions or if you would be interested in hosting twice a month. Oh, sorry, Monday is what we're thinking, but that's open to moving. Uh, I don't know. We were thinking seven. Um, yeah. So we're thinking Mondays at seven. We can bump it around if that's better for people. So. Thanks, Paul. Uh, another one that was actually mentioned last week by Karis. I probably shouldn't even make this group announcement since I'm not invited. But nonetheless, it's a ladies' group that's going to be meeting on Thursday evenings at the Span House Fortress Compound uh, up there. And uh, Thursday evenings from 7 to 9, ladies, you're invited. Um, yeah, I can, you know, I just don't need to say anything more about that. I think that's a really good thing. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Get all those lady things done at a time when I don't have to be there. Um, anyway, no, I'm sure there's some really good stuff that can go on there. So I'm looking forward to that. And then we have a group that's meeting at our house as well. Um, Bobby, you can come on up here. We are meeting from uh, Tuesday evenings from 6.30 to 8 uh, each week. And would certainly like to have you guys come and join us. Um, we do a lot of different kinds of things. I thought rather than me just spouting off what I think it is, I let Bob tell you who experiences it, and I, yeah, Bob, six thirty, uh, Tuesday evenings. Just have a quick question: Does everybody know the story of this particular painting of Jesus? Anybody know a story about it? No? The story I've heard, and I don't know if it's true or not, is that this painter. Uh, finished the painting and went to bed and woke up the next morning and noticed the cross under the eye. Can you see the white cross under the eye? So I just thought it's pretty cool if we, anytime we see Jesus, we need to see the cross too. So um, the, the thing that about uh, Tim and Debbie's group is peace. I feel like uh, when I walk into their home, I just feel incredible, an incredible sense of peace and uh, acceptance and love and comfort. Um, Tim and Debbie just went through a huge renovation in their home and it's all finished. We're in the middle of, at my house, in a, a huge renovation and our lives are in upheaval. Uh, but it doesn't matter that, you know, I can, I can have my life in upheaval, but I go into their house and I feel at peace. <laughs> uh, I feel like it's a place of healing. Uh, I believe we're uh, moving into a, a time of that. Um, I don't know exactly. I feel like we're, we're evolving and flowing with the Spirit and where the Spirit's going to lead us, and I don't know what that exactly is going to look like. But uh, I do know that Tim has the same anointing for dwelling that Travis and others have. 
and that, uh, Travis, if you're listening later, um, don't feel the burden of that on yourself completely. Um, there's so many people here who are carrying the same thing. Um, I was going to say something else. Um, I could talk about all the things that God has put us. There's so much about Tim and I. Tim is one day older than I am. And uh, we're, both of our fathers taught at Asbury College, was then. And uh, both of our fathers took us to the 1970 revival when we were in junior high. And uh, to me, that is very important. I don't know, there's something... In, so God doesn't mess up, you know. He had all this in mind. It, it, you know, He probably laughs at some of this stuff. But, um, but if you want to, uh, if you want to come to a place that is is peace filled, and there's nobody there who feels like they're all that spiritually, and I think that's where we. That's where I am. And that's where we all need to be. Um, you're in trouble when you when you think you're there. And uh, I feel like that's that openness is what's good about the group. And I'm a huge Rachel fan. She's there too. So. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Um, yeah, we just get together and share. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. So. Uh, the more the merrier, okay? So realize, you know, there are restrictions that are placed on us from a time standpoint and from an evening standpoint, schedules, and all this kind of stuff. So understand we can't all do this, but if you can do that and feel led of the Lord to do that, please feel free to do that, okay? Any questions? Things that we missed on that point? I keep holding up this piece of paper. There's a reason for that because that's where I'm going next. Um, so I'm going to put on my different hat at this moment uh, as a, a member of the uh, board for dwelling. Last December, mid-December, we met in, at our house. And that particular night, we ended up talking about finances for dwelling and, and about tithing and giving and those kinds of things. And we told you that in January, we're going to come back and revisit that. Well, here we are. And so I wanted to explain just a little bit what we are wanting to do with this. Um, to this point, the board has sort of independently as a governing body, if you will, come up with a budget um, based on what we perceive the needs of the body were, um, salary, events, just everything that we could think of that would be appropriate to come up with a budget. And, and that's been a good process. We were very open with you guys that before uh, Christmas, things were tight. And there were many different reasons for that. I don't need to enumerate a lot of those things, but we had several um, substantial givers that for various different reasons were no longer doing that and that's not a negative thing i'm just there's a lot of things that happen you know wilmore is 
a unique place, having lived here now for a long time. Yeah, 40 some years, 50 years. Um, the ebb and flow of the academic calendar is a, a unique aspect of this community. And part of that is we have people that come in and join us as some of you are right now. And it's a blessing while you're here, but then all of a sudden school is done and you go. And it's just sort of this cycle that is unique to our community. Um, so that is a large part of what I'm talking about. But the bottom line is we were, uh, we were really tight and struggling uh, before Christmas. Well, so let me just give you an update on that. Um, the Lord has absolutely blessed. And though we're not rolling in money by any means, we are absolutely meeting our budget at this moment. And I'm very thankful to the Lord for his provision. And you guys, by the way, since Travis and Karis are not here, you guys came through in a, a very strong way on the love gift for them. It was wonderful. And so I just thank you for that. Uh, it, was a, it was a great thing because we really could not have afforded to do that through the budget at that point. So good news. Let's just start with that. Good news. However, in the process of going through that time, uh, the board, when we met back in early December, decided that we felt like we needed to approach things a little differently. And so that we were going to uh, come back to the body now and ask you to contemplate what it is that the Lord would have you to give. And so this is what we're going to do. This, some of you have probably been involved in some churches that were involved in the faith promise thing, which was a little different, but it's close, but not quite the same as what we're talking about right now. Um, instead, what we're calling this is our faith giving estimate. Okay. This is something that we're going to, we have these little cards. There's some back there on a stand back there. There's some up here on the, um, the bench where the giving box is up here. And what we are asking you to do is to just pray about this. This is not a set in stone thing. This is between you and the Lord. Okay? There's one person in this whole place that's going to know what this is. It's not going to be me. It's not going to be Travis. It's going to be a Donnie. Hey, Donnie. Yeah, because he's the treasurer. Okay. And Donnie is going to, somebody has to compile these things. So we thought best since he has to keep track of all that forgiving and so forth, he's the logical one to do that. So next week, we're going to come back. We'll ask you to bring this back. We'll have extras here if you need it and fill this in and put it in a box. And he's the only one that's going to see it. And what this is, it says that you've prayed about this, and by faith, this is what the Lord is laying on your heart for dwelling. Nobody's ever going to come back to you and say, you said you were going to give blank, and you haven't done it. No, not, not interested in that at all. That's not the purpose. So then we're going to put all these things together, and we'll come up with an amount. And then that becomes the sort of the foundation for us to develop a budget for the year. And I say foundation because it is by faith. And the board's going to act on faith too. And we're going to listen to what the Lord's telling us to do. 
and that's what we're going to do. Okay, so I see this as really a positive thing for several different reasons. Number one, this is something between you and the Lord. This is a faith-building exercise. Because what happens, as I have frequently experienced personally, if you have an amount in the mind and the Lord says, not enough. Honestly, I've never had him say it's too much. So I don't know what that says. That probably says something about me more than anything else. But the bottom line is, it's a faith thing, and it's a faith-building thing for you. And I encourage you to approach it that way. This isn't pressure. This is us as a board trying to be responsible for all of us and to the Lord. So the card basically just asks... By faith, I estimate my giving for 2023 will be blank dollars per, and then you can say week, month, year, whatever you want to put in there, totaling blank. And it just we ask you to put a name on there. And that's just the only reason for a name, honestly, is so that if somebody is not here, we make sure they have the opportunity to join in this with us. That's all it is. And by the way, I'll just I just thought of this off the top of my head. If you don't feel like you want to put your name on there, I'm totally okay with that because that's not what it's about, okay? So we'll just leave that open. That's up to you, okay? So that's what's going on. And so I would encourage you to take one of these cards tonight when you go, one per family, or if you know if you feel like you need more than that per family, that's fine too, whatever. We have plenty. And um, take about it, pray about it this week, and see what the Lord asks you to do. Okay, so that's our goal, and we'll be praying with you, and then we we are planning on having a board meeting sometime over the next two weeks to talk about the results of this and to actually establish the budget for the year, okay? Now, any questions about this? Adani, anything you wanted to say? No? Paul, we're good? Okay, got it, Okay. All right, well, I'm done, Davey. And um, again, back there on the stand and up here. all we have? Oh, there he is. Phineas Fogg, the man who traveled around the world in a hot air balloon. All right. So I got a question for you guys. Okay. So how many of you all have birthdays? You don't have a birthday, Samuel? Mine is January 12th. January 12th? Oh, you just had a birthday? You didn't? Okay. June 4th. Okay. June 3rd. Okay. Okay. What's yours? February? So you're about to be what? 10? His birthday. Are you, are you turning 10 in February? February. Seven. 7? February Goodness. 7th. Okay. And you, when, when's yours? Mine is July 21. July 21st. Okay. All right. So how many of you all have asked your parents? something for your birthday or for Christmas 
and you've gotten what you've asked for. Has that ever happened? To someone else it has. Someone else. Hey, don't worry, it's coming. <laughs> How many of you all have, have just got, gotten something at some point in, in your life that you wanted? At some point, right? At some point you've gotten something that you wanted. Maybe you can't remember, but I guarantee you it's happened. Okay? It has. Of course it has. So, I want you to think about something. So it says in the Bible that... What's that? See, yes. What'd you get? A Lego set? I used to love Legos. Yes, Legos are awesome. Um, actually, I used to live in a place called uh, Minnesota, and they have the biggest mall in the world. And, I, and there was a place called the Mall of America. It's the biggest mall in the whole world. At least it was. I'm not sure if it still is. And they literally had a transformer built out of Legos that was like, I don't know how many feet, but it was tall. Several, maybe a few stories tall. It's crazy. Anyway, so big Lego transformers. I'm, I'm big on Legos too. So. so it says in the Bible, guys, that in Matthew in the Gospel, it's chapter 7, it talks about asking God for things. And it talks about, you know, if you ask one of your parents, right? And we're all imperfect, right? No one's perfect except Jesus. But if you ask your parents for something, it says in, in Scripture, let me read you a verse. It says, or which of you, if his son, they're talking to a father, Jesus talking to the father right here, asks him for bread, will give him a stone. Or he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent. Like, I guarantee you that Trenton, if Samuel were to ask Trenton, his father, for something to eat, he's not going to give him a rock, right? You know, Samuel's not a troll. He doesn't eat rocks, okay? Um, he tramples on trolls, right? So... I want to encourage you all that you can actually, so let me, like, let me actually read, uh, finish reading this. So if you then, who are evil, and Jesus is saying evil as in like imperfect. You can, you can kind of translate that for people are imperfect. You know, Trenton is a great father, but he even admit he's not perfect in all he does. Okay? But still, he's a good father. He gives his children what they need, even, even what they ask for at times. Not every time, but many times he does. I guarantee that. Um, how much more will your Father in Heaven give, give good things to those who ask for Him? So one of the things God has been doing for me, guys, for quite some years, is encouraging me to ask Him for things. And let me just tell you one thing that's amazing. Do you realize that God has actually created you individually and has put things in you that He wants you to ask Him for? And things that only he can give you. It's crazy to think about this, guys. And you're going to live life. And I want to tell you all something. I believe this to be true. As you continue to live life, God is going to be showing you what he's put in you, the desires of your heart that he wants you to ask him for. And one of the things that Uncle Tim shared today is God, one of the things God was showing me recently is faith is not just, just believing God's all-powerful and can do anything. That is true. He wants us to believe that he can do anything. He can, he's able to do anything, right? He's the God of the cosmos, of everything. He also wants us to believe that he's a good father, that he wills good for each and every one of us, okay? That he actually wants to bless you. So I want to encourage you, as you leave tonight, let me encourage you with something. I want you to, if you don't know what to ask for, for from God, I want you to ask God to show him 
what you should ask for. It's a simple prayer, right? It's easy. God, I don't know what to ask for, but help me, help show me what you want me to ask you for. And you know what? Sometimes it tarries. It means sometimes it waits. And sometimes God gives us the grace to be persistent. That means to not stop. And so if God has given you something to ask for, just because you don't get it after one prayer, you know what he's going to say to you? He's like, keep asking. Keep believing. Because if he's put that in you guys, if he's put that desire in your heart, 100% he's going to satisfy. It says in the scripture that God satisfies the desires of every living thing. We can try to make sense of that, but that's what it says. We believe God's word. It's true. Okay? Let's bring it in. Who want, does somebody want to say a prayer? Volunteer prayer? Okay, let me pray real quick over you guys. Father, I pray that each one of these guys right here, that you would show them what to ask for, Father. You would show them the desires you put in them. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you, according to your word, would satisfy their desires, Jesus. I pray this in your name. Amen. All right, let, let's, uh, Travis has a thing where we break it down. I like breaking it down. I, I was an athlete growing up. I love breaking things down. All right, so put it in. Put it in, guys. So this is kind of going to be a long breakdown. We're going to say God gives good gifts, okay? God gives good gifts on three, okay? On three. You going to say it on three, Samuel? One, two, three. God gives good gifts. Nice. That was a pretty good alliteration right there, wasn't it? God gives good gifts. God is speaking in this place, and I just sit back, and I don't know, I, I go throughout my day, and I'm like, oh, man, like the Lord just reminds me of words or pictures, or somebody will say something, and they have no clue that they even said it, and speaking something to me that the Lord's speaking. But what did Travis talk about last week? In, in a nutshell, this is what Travis was talking about, sanctification. That's what Travis was hitting on, not just like sanctification partial, but entire sanctification the fullness of God, the fullness of love reigning in our hearts. That can't come from ourselves. It has to come from God alone. God is love and Jesus is the, is the epitome. He's the example of love. And what did, what did Michael use of his analogy, or not his analogy, but of what was, what was configured in the Mall of America? It was a transformer. Y'all remember Travis talking about this? This Romans 2, to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It means to come out of this cocoon. It's metamorpho in the Greek. It's to be something you never were before. So I just think it's interesting how that the Lord is in his tapestry. He is weaving his truth and he is making us holy as he is holy because he wants us to resemble him, to bear his image. Um. Which is why we always ask for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I have, Travis said, you can get up and share whatever's on your heart. I believe I did. And, and I think it's right of me to, to open it up. If there's something that's burning on somebody's heart that you want to share something, maybe the Lord's speaking something to you. Maybe you've just had a dream or maybe you had an experience with God. Or, I mean, it could be a praise report. It can, whatever the Lord is doing, I just, I open it up. But before I do, I do want to say something that's come into this city, which I think is pretty cool. That's it's never happened here. Um, I met with some guys from IHOP KC, which is um, 
was it was last was it last semester? It was the last semester. I met with him individually. Dr. Steve Siemens met with him. Matthew met with him. Um, Rob Lim met with him. And these guys have a heart for just um, fervent prayer on campuses, on Christian campuses, but also universities. And these guys were praying, and they had a consensus. They came together, and they felt like Wilmore was a place to house this, you know, this year's prayer, and it's called the College Day of Prayer, CDOP. It's been going on for 200 years, and they want to hold it. They feel like the Lord is holding, want them, wants them to hold it here in this city, in Wilmore, Kentucky. And, we, and this is going across. So they're going, to start, they're going to start it here in Wilmore at AU. There's a place they already have. They've already been collaborating with now the seminary and also with AU, and they're just going to open the doors up, and it's going to start at 8 a.m., and it's going to go all the way to 10 p.m. It's live streamed, and they have all these campuses, secular colleges, Christian colleges, all over the United States that are going to be joining in in prayer. I just think it's really cool that on 223, which is the, the date that it is, that it's actually starting in Wilmore. And there's a lot of people that probably don't have a clue who or what Wilmore even is. So, yeah, I just open that up to y'all. So that email went out this week and I was like, oh, that's good. On 2.23 at 8 a.m. I don't know the, I don't remember the hall or where it's at on Asbury's campus, um, but I know it's, it goes all the way through 10 o'clock at night. It could be, it could be. I, just, I don't remember where it was at. I don't remember being chapel, but they have a place that they're like coordinating with. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I just think it's cool that Jesus is going to be said out loud several times throughout the whole United States. So, yeah. So if you have something to share, come forth. So while Michael was talking about asking God for things, I felt like I was supposed to write down what I wanted to ask God for for this year, and I feel like that's for everybody here. Um, I just happen to have three by five cards in my purse. So I was just writing down some things, and I was reminded of my friend who lived in Calais last year who um, messaged me um, maybe a few months ago, and they had been living with her family um, which wasn't expected, and they thought they'd be in their own place when they moved back home, but um, they ended up being with family for an extended amount of time, and they really wanted their own place, and so she was saying how um, she was encouraging me to just write down things that you are hoping for and wanting the Lord to come through on, and so she said that they actually got into a home that was brand new, <laughs> that... Um, was totally outside of their zone of like what they're asking the Lord for. Like God just totally blessed them with a place that is in a new neighborhood, a new community. And she was just like, Jen, you got to start writing down what you want from the Lord. And I feel like it's a real um, season for Joe and I to really start to do that and to start talking about what we want, dreaming about what's ahead, what's next. I really feel like there's... Um, a perfect job for Joe. And we go back and forth about if it's going to be 
outside of the U.S., if it's going to be somewhere here. I don't know, but I just feel like there's going to be multiple opportunities for him. And I just want to be hopeful and expectant and want whatever God has for him to come through and for nothing to be hindered in that area. So I just wanted to encourage you guys to write down just what you what you really want from the Lord for this year or even for the next 10 years. Um, I, I just feel like <laughs> we kind of have this passion for homesteading. Um, we're always, you know, thinking about animals and having land and having an area where it's a safe place for people to come to. And I feel like that would be kind of hard to do in another country. So I feel like God's refocused my mind on like, no, I need, I want you to go back to what you know you guys are passionate about and love and to have a safe place for people and to be able to live off the land in a, in a way that um, is going back to, you know, generations ago, you know, and not to be so dependent on, um, companies and things that fall through and shortages and stuff. And so, um, I just wrote down that I want to have some land, um, animals, a small farm place for, uh, for the boys to run around on. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like the world and society is really robbing our children of what God wants for them. And I feel like our heart for wanting land and space and for our kids to to not have a TV and to just be outside and learning the skills and learning things is really important to me and what I want for my boys. I want them to know how to build things and fix things and have tractors to ride on and just like these skills that I feel like are really going to be important. Um, and yeah, Zeke is like, he's just eating books. Like, I can't believe how much this kid is reading. So I feel like some of Joe's intellectual brain is like manifesting in Zeke. I'm like, what is this kid going to do on a farm? I don't know. He'll find something to do. But <laughs> but God knows. So I just want to encourage you that our passions and what's in our heart is put there by the Lord. And we really need to tap into knowing what that is and being perfect, purposeful in, in asking the Lord for that. Like in, in an unceasing way where you're continually saying, God, I know this is what you want for my family. For me, what I want to have birthed in our life um, and to not be satisfied until God comes through with those things because he, he put those in our hearts for a reason. And so um, I just felt like I wanted to share that. The Lord's been talking to me about that this is a season of shifting that, um, and he was while we were listening to the music, he was talking to me a lot about that we need to stay light on our feet. I've been following this exercise thing that's just low-keyed, but it's good for me. But one of the things that I have to do when I'm watching it, I have to really pay attention to what this woman is doing because she's 
going off to the left and she's going off to the right and she's backing up and she's going to the corner and she's going to the end. I felt like the Lord was saying that's where he wants us with him, that we're so attentive. And he just kept saying to me, you've got to be in a place where you're listening. You've got to be listening all the time so that you'll know if he's saying to you, shift to the left or shift to the right or go back or go forward, that you've got to be light on your feet and you've got to be listening. And then at the very end, he was saying, the most important piece of armor that you put on is listening. It's, it's, we, we talk about the armor like it's all of the metal stuff, but he said we need to be so intentional about listening that it's like we're cupping our ear with our hand so that we're very carefully listening. What's he saying today? Well, I've uh, been asking the Lord to help me hear him better, and I felt like he told me that he wanted me to pray, so I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you for this congregation of people who are gathered here together in your name to seek your face together, to seek um, your will, to seek to know you, Lord. I thank you for the way that you've... Um, taken our hands and guided us every step of the way, and I thank you that you will continue to be with us. I thank you that you will continue to empower us to follow you and to worship you and to obey you and to seek your will and to hear your voice. I thank you, Father, that you are continuing to grow us, um, and I thank you, Father, for the extent to which you have transformed us up until now and to the extent, for the extent to which you have grown us, but God, I pray that you would help us to be restful and to be satisfied in you, but not to be satisfied in ourselves. I pray that you would lead us and guide us in, um, in our hearts, in our minds, in our actions, in our thoughts, um, in our relationships with each other, and in the way that we interact with you and go out into the world. Lord, I pray that you would help us to be a witness, and I thank you for the witness that you have made us already. I pray that you would just empower us, God, to keep to be in lockstep with you, um, not to be a step behind, not to try to go ahead, but just to be, to look at your face and to be at peace, God, because we know that you're with us and because we know that you are helping us um, to be faithful to, to who you are, to where you are. Um, Father, I thank you for your faithfulness to us. Thank you that every day you... Um, Your mercies are new. Um, your faithfulness is continually enduring. And I just thank you, God, for, for that fact and for being with us. Um, I pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. I think all three of those were, all four of those, I'll say what um, Michael shared as well. Genevieve, you have my heart and that same wish. Um, I don't belong in a city. I belong in the middle of the woods with a bunch of animals and vegetables and food. Um, Another thing that's interesting is I just finished Phil Robinson's book, Happy, Happy, Happy. Yeah. And he has four boys. Yep. And he, like, something about how he lives and his thread of life is like, just give me how 
Yeah. Well, I think we need to share, and I think that's maybe where you were going. I'm not sure, but this morning we had breakfast, a prayer breakfast, with a normal group of guys, and one of the guys showed up, and he is starting a program from the University of West Virginia, I think, and a Bible college are joining up together to set up uh, was a. Um, Huh? What type of farming? Uh, subsistence farming? Sustainable farming. <clears throat> and what they're doing, if you get a degree, if you go to their college and get a trained in subsistence farming, they will give you 10 acres, a house, 1,200 to 1,500 acres, I mean, 1,200 to 1,500 square foot house with the equipment to start a farm. It'd be interest-free uh, loan to do it. Uh, and it's uh, supposed to be supportive. Now this guy has never been to our group before. And when you go and mention this, you know, as a prayer request, I think, I was wondering why, and I came back and I actually told Davey about it. And I said, you know, this guy was here about this, uh, you know, this program they're trying to get. So they're trying to develop it, and so they may be looking for help to do that even. You talk about a perfect job. So I just want, I'll give you that information for what I have. He'll be back in a couple of weeks, he said. Um, he was supposed to come by the house today to meet Davey. And they got tied up in a conference and had a, couldn't make it. <clears throat> but he said he'd be back in two weeks. So I just want to share that. I had no reason I came home and kind of excited about it and no idea, but it sounds like exactly what you just described or what you would like to do. So not only do it, but maybe help develop the process to get it done. But anyhow, just the Lord works in, you know, in strange ways. Yeah, I, I believe I had this dream. Well, was, I would say it was more of a vision back when we lived on the farm before we came here we lived on a farm and it was 1400 acres and we were learning sustainable agriculture lots of manual labor but i learned a lot I, it was life got simple but it was really intense at times but you know it was it was rob and i and emma there and i loved it i've wanted to go i was a prayer mine as a little boy i wanted to be you know in the middle of the woods because i hunted it too and i raised cattle and we had chickens we had everything pastured you know pastured raised cattle pastured raised chickens and just the 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 camaraderie i had with these animals like they knew my whistles they knew my voice and his word just came alive it really did and we saw crazy miracles you know the lord just provided in mighty ways and he says, no one who has left homes, brothers, brothers, or fields for my sake will, will fail to receive 100-fold homes, brothers, sisters, fields, along with persecution. I'm holding him to that word. He's already brought my in-laws up. I want the whole family, the whole family of God, but partaking in his providence. And I do believe that creation is crying out. 
I know Naomi has a heart for this, but creation is crying out for the saints of God to come into the obedience by hearing the Lord so that they can be healed by us getting our hands dirty and cultivating rich, authentic food that comes from his hand alone. But that's a great opportunity. I, I love that whole thing, and I, I can't wait until the world starts to see these regenerated souls and bodies tied in with regenerative agriculture, and these things go hand in hand because Jesus is in the midst of it. Whereas the world sees regenerative agriculture, and they're calling it that, but there's no side of, there's no, where's Jesus at? He's not there. And I believe the church, the vision I saw was church grounds absolutely ripped up. They were no longer paying for greenscape or paying to, to, to basically monitor and take care of the land. They were actually growing vegetables. And they were inviting the whole community and just, here's God. Come and eat. And, I mean, I would love to see, I'm not picking on Southland, but to see, you know, 30 acres turn into just a massive farm and people driving by like, what is that? You know, like, oh, it's, it's a farm to feed people, you know, not just physical, but emotional and spiritual. So you get right in my language, right in my wheelhouse. Um, and I was thinking too, when, you know, when Laura was talking about the greatest armor we have is our ears. And I remember praying like, Lord, I don't care where you put me. Just always speak. And I couldn't imagine, because there was a famine back in the day where no one heard the voice of the Lord. Like, for me, every morning, that's what drives me to get up. It's like, Lord, what do you have this day? And I think you're right. How can we even obey if we don't even hear? How do we know who we are if we don't even hear? And I love the fact that God still speaks in the silent, most whisper. And he could speak to us, and we have no clue that God just spoke through Nicholas. It's not a, a roar of a shout. You know, it's the most simplest thing. And, um, but yeah. So I want to leave you with this benediction. Your goal in life is to know God is to know the fullness of Jesus, to know that his spirit is always at work and therefore make him known. Don't leave these, this place keeping whatever we said in here. Take it out. Share it with whoever you come in contact with and listen because he will speak and he will tell you what to say. So, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, go in the boldness of him, but go in peace. Amen.